0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Indie Comics Spotlight, the show where we spend time looking at an ongoing series or graphic novel from a company other than the big two. I'm your host, Tony Farina from DC Comics News. The hope here is we can do a deep dive into an indie comic you may have missed or highlight a beloved favorite. Uh, I love a good superhero battle, but I gravitate towards indie comics and standalone graphic novels because they give artists a chance to connect with readers in different ways and tell stories they may not have been able to tell with traditional comics or traditional novels. Now, the book that we're gonna cover today I'll be asking my guest if this is a superhero book. I kind of think that it is, but maybe it isn't. Um, I, this was her choice, and I'm so glad she chose it. Um, I learned a lot from reading this, and I expect, we'll will learn a lot from talking to her. So I am joined this week by Shana Lucas of DC Comics News. Hello, friend. Thank you for coming.
1: Hey, glad to be here.
0: So I really appreciate it. And when I sent out my emails to everybody in our Slack channel, like, "Hey, I'm starting the show," you jumped right back and you had three choices. And this, and I, and I said, oh, let's do Sailor Moon," because I'd never read Sailor Moon. So um, before we get into why you picked Sailor Moon, let's hear everybody, because this is your first time on the show. And so every time come, somebody comes on the first time, I have them tell their comic book origin story. So. Um, not If you want to tell how you became a superhero, I'm down with that, too. But if you just want to tell, because uh, <laughs> then we'll be breaking news here on Indie Comics Spotlight. But uh, like, how did you come to comics? What was the first? Do you remember what your first one was? How did you find Um, What do you, what do you gravitate towards now and, and that kind of thing?
1: I don't really remember what my first comic was. Um, I would think it was probably Sailor Moon. Because that's the first one that I remember having in middle school. But when we talk about, um, like, mangas, that's probably the first thing I had. And then I also branched out into things like Fruits Basket and Negima because my friends were reading it. But regular comics like DC, Marvel, all that, that didn't happen until I was 12. And it was actually um, the Batman 1989 movie that got me into that. And then I started buying up comics all over the place. I mean, I started getting into more stuff. And I started branching out, like V for Vendetta, Sin City, Watchmen. And I was heavy-hitting,
0: awesome stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, because I was into all that. I wanted to read as much comics as I possibly could. And I was really heavy on the DC side. I was like, eh, Marvel. But I've come to, like, the cinematic universe, so I'm getting more into that. And it was really interesting because my comic start actually came from an attempted suicide. Whoa. So that is how I got into comics. I believed that comic characters and superheroes saved me from what I was about to do. I saw things, and I'm like, you know what? No, there's something more for me out here. I can't do this. Like, I got to be here for these people, fictional or not. Like, it doesn't matter. It can be that's, a real person. It can be fiction. As long as somebody saves you, somebody saves you.
0: That's amazing. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad for that. That's amazing. And that's why you're so into it. That's where your passion comes because you feel like literally it was a life-changing event for you.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It was, I need to be here for this. I got to do them justice. They helped me. I need to help them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you do. So tell everybody, thank you for sharing that. Wow. So tell everybody how you do help them. You do lots of writing and things for
2: everybody.
1: Um, yep. I got my bachelor's degree at York College in professional writing with a minor in world history and creative writing. Then I moved on to Southern New Hampshire University and got my master of arts in English and creative writing. Then moved on to National University and got my master of fine arts and creative writing so i just kind of kept going
0: nice that's amazing <laughs> <I like laughs> I, <stopping>
1: there. <laughs> that's great
0: it's awesome to learn right it's amazing and because you love to write obviously and so you're a professional writer and at dc comics news you write you write the news side i'm on the review side you're on the news side
1: yep i had the chance to do the review side but i'm like nah i like doing news more
0: <laughs> yeah i get it i get it I, the only reason i like the review side better um is because like sometimes those news stories come and they're like throw them out. They're like we need this by this time, and with the reviews, I like no, I have to have it in by Tuesday, and I we you know I've got five or six days to get around to it. Where it's not like I don't have a specific day that I'm I have to be kind of on call all day in case something breaks. So it's just, oh yeah, we have that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen because I, I I peeked in before and I was like, man, nah, I don't wanna, I don't wanna do. That
1: like mad A for, me. A for yeah,
0: me. Yeah, that seems like I, I mean I don't even have like. I don't have Slack on my phone. I don't like my phone is, it's a smartphone, but it might as well be a dumb phone. So I don't, when I'm not connected, I'm like not connected. So I knew I'd be terrible over there. Cause I don't want to, I would have to be sitting staring at my computer all day oh waiting God. for
1: notifications. Sometimes it could be forever because my phone will go ping, 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 ping. I'm like, would oh you no. stop?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's from the Slack channel.
1: Oh yeah. It just keeps <laughs> going and going. I'm like, Dude, what are you talking about yeah. over there? Then I have to be nosy and go in and see what everybody's talking about.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I love our Slack channel. Uh, everybody at DCN, you know, is, it's, it's, there's lots of razzing that happens there. But it's, it's a bunch of, I mean, there's, you know, for the most part, everybody's pretty sweet over there. So
1: pretty much. Yeah. You know, we so, have our moments. <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> Things can be tense in any workplace. Um, well, that's cool. And so now you, so you still read mostly, um, mostly DC stuff?
1: mostly dc stuff yeah Yeah. i have a few marvel laying around we actually found in our attic when we moved in here there was a whole box of like 1960s (gasps) x-men and i think there was some hulk in there and i'm like oh my god like who would leave these did you go i mean are are they in decent
0: are they in decent shape
1: oh no Mm. they're they're dirty dusty falling apart
0: that's too bad because you could have bought the whole apartment building (laughs)
1: I know. am like,
0: hello. But here you go. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks. So now we know there's your comic book origin story and you are clearly a superhero with your, with all of that. And I appreciate that. So you picked Sailor Moon. So I'm going to give just a little bit of history of Sailor Moon. And if I say any of the names wrong, please correct me. Um, You're a world world historian. (laughs) So you probably have a better sense of the language than I do. So, um, and plus, you've been reading this since some middle school. So Sailor Moon was created by um, Nakoto Taguchi. I'm hoping I'm saying her name. Does that sound right?
1: Nakayo Takeuchi.
0: Oh, see, I said that completely wrong. Um, <laughs> and what I love is that this is a comic book about a girl who's written by a woman, um, written and drawn by a woman. So I think that's fantastic. We don't always see that um, in modern comics. A lot of Uh, Female characters, Wonder Woman in particular, was created and drawn by men, and uh, still, really, there's, there's, I mean, there's some female, really amazing women-led arcs of Wonder Woman, but you know, even in the rebirth, it was Greg Rucka was given the Wonder Woman mantle. So I think it's just super cool. Um, So the first issue was released in Japan in July 6, 1992, and then it was released in English by Tokyo Pop. The English translation in 1998, and really, Sailor Moon has taken over the world. uh, the manga became an anime, of course, and that's actually how I first saw Sailor Moon was, was being aware of the anime more than the manga. I think that's probably how most people. It's kind of like Speed Racer. I saw the the oh anime gosh. Speed Racer before I read the books, and I love I love Speed Racer. Um. So anyway, so that's kind of the, the uh, background on her. So Sailor Moon is actually um her. You, I'll just go ahead and turn it over to you. You say her name. Her 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 regular. Oh, really? Human. Yeah. As you um, say, her- Usagi.
1: Yep, her Japanese name is Usagi.
0: Usagi. Okay. Her
1: English name is Serena. Is that right? mm mm-hmm, Mhm. They I all did... have English names as well.
0: But in the book that I read, it was only their Japanese names.
1: Yep, the books are Japanese.
0: Okay. But the in the anime the
1: names come from the anime.
0: Oh, okay. Well, we'll go with the we'll go with the Japanese names cuz that's what I read. So, okay. Oh, yeah, cool.
1: that's the easier ones. Yeah.
0: All right, so her name is Usagi and she is admittedly pretty vapid, lazy. She calls herself a crybaby, which I find oh, pretty,
1: pretty self-aware
0: <laughs> for a 14-year-old girl. She's in eighth grade. Um, she cares, seems to care more about video games than school. Uh, she finds boys dreamy. <laughs> she definitely likes to eat. Um, and, and she is really, you know, and, and according to what I read, that um, the, the writer creator based her a little bit on herself so i'm like well, that's really self-aware for you and of course she was an adult when she made sailor moon to, to look back and say like this is what my family structure is like and boy 14 year old me was kind of a crybaby so i thought that was that was a lovely touch so anyway so the first six issues of sailor moon which we're going to talk about which is the pretty soldier sailor moon or pretty now i've seen that both ways so i'll lean on you is it pretty soldier sailor moon is it pretty guardian sailor moon that original pretty
1: guardian sailor moon
0: Okay. That's, That's
1: mostly what everyone goes with.
0: Okay. Cause I saw it both ways and I was like, so maybe one of the reprints they renamed it? Was that to go coincide with the anime? Uh
1: pretty much. Um the newest remake, which is what you read, is basically revamp of the old manga series, but it okay. also goes along more with the revamped anime. Okay they redid the anime from the original 90s to go more along with the mangas. So these are basically a reprint, but I feel like there's more information in them because obviously I have the original and I have the remade manga. And I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, there's, some, there's some more in- stuff in here than there was in the original. And a lot more, um, I would say, more formal Japanese names.
0: Yeah, they're all Japanese names. Yeah, that was, I, you know, and I, I wrote them all down saying, I'm going to say so many of them wrong. And I will apologize to all people. I don't mean to be insensitive, but I do not speak <laughs> Japanese. So, um, so okay. So, Sailor, before we get into the whole story of, of her and the rest of the sailors and, and in this, this original six, six um, episode arc. So, tell me about her. So, you said you found her in eighth grade. That's when you kind of came to Sailor Moon. Um, and it was your friends were reading it. You showed me off air. You actually found your original 1998 Sailor Moon that's falling apart. So obviously you, yep, <laughs> that has had a lot of love. So what was it about her that like you saw that and were like, ooh, I'm keen on that? Did you see the anime first, or was it? Did you just start with my? Well, you know, why her? What was it? What was the appeal?
1: If I remember right, since it was so long ago, <laughs> yeah. it was definitely the anime that I started watching first. I remember coming home from school every day and I was allowed to watch Sailor Moon before I got my homework done. And this is back in like elementary school, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And one day I think it was at our mall and my mom would get me Pokemon cards nice. for my duties of doing my, you know, little chores, like washing the dishes and stuff. And one day I saw the original Sailor Moon manga and I'm like, mom, I want that. I'm like, that's the off the the TV show that I watch. So I got it, and I got a few others. I have, like, the first Sailor Moon Stars. I have this first Sailor Moon Supers and the third one. And that's about all I have of the originals. (laughs) But I would read those constantly. And that's basically what I've had for years. And now since they've remade it, and I can find it again, I can buy the whole thing, which I don't have. I only have – well, I only own one, two, and four – I don't own up all of them, but mostly what I knew was from the anime. And then I just did my normal Google research, looking into things, you know, borrowing my friend's books and stuff like that. So that's basically how I got into it. Like I was huge into Sailor Moon. Like she was my most favorite thing ever. And, and can, she was who I wanted to be. Well,
0: that was going to be the next question, right? It was, was there something about her? She's, and for people who haven't read Sailor Moon, and we're not going to spoil too much, but we're definitely going to talk in depth about these characters and who they are and who they aren't, I guess. Um, there's, some, there's some depth there. I mean, she calls herself a lazy, vapid crybaby, but I, there's a lot of depth there. She's very empathetic, um, and I like that about her, the original, like Sailor Moon herself. But um, it's, a, it's a Captain Marvel slash Shazam kind of story, depending on how old you are, if you still call Shazam Captain Marvel. Um, In that Sailor Moon is a 14-year-old girl who says makeup and then, you know, whatever, something moon power. And she becomes Sailor Moon. And while a lot of the time she still just looks like a 14-year-old, but she can change into an adult. She can take all these different shapes. So there's a very um, transformative body experience there. So is that the appeal? Or did you like her, you know, as Usagi more than you liked her at Sailor Moon what was the like you wanted to be her because you wanted to be able to become Sailor Moon or you kind of liked her as her you know because sometimes you kind of like the alter ego better than the superhero right
1: it was both pretty yeah. much. since like I wasn't a teenager yet that's how I wanted to be as a teenager oh, like nice. having the super cool friends and going to the arcade but then also like being the big badass with superpowers that like get to take on evil and the whole idea of a moon kingdom and being a princess with a super hot boyfriend of tuxedo mask it's like yeah of course i want that
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well we'll talk about him tuxedo Cayman is um he's a that's a we'll we'll get there when we get there because that you know i'm they're not, they never, in this first story arc, they don't say for sure how old he is. I think he's supposed to be 16 and she's 14, so I feel okay about that. But I was like, the way that he's drawn, he looks a little older ah, than that.
1: He's actually 18. <laughs> oh, Ugh.
0: All right, well, we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, yeah, because they like hold up his ID and it's like they're guessing. They're kind of guessing when the cat... But okay, so I just want to talk about this. This is one of my favorite things about this book series that I've learned. So Sailor Moon has a cat called Luna, who is a black cat who's got a moon-shaped cut on his head. And he talks to to everyone, but he first breaks, he talks to Usagi, and she steps on him, and that's how she meets him. And he's kind of like, he's the... I don't know, what, what, what is his, does he have an official title in the Moon Kingdom or is he just supposed to be the liaison between the Moon Kingdom and Earth?
1: Well, it depends on how much you want it spoiled for you. Go ahead,
0: I mean, <laughs> I'm just curious, I mean,
1: yeah. Um, originally, like when we first meet him, we have no clue that, well, his English name is Darian. That's what I've always called him. Oh, okay. But we have no idea that he's Tuxedo Mask oh it's even the same though guy in the anime yeah oh wow <laughs> it is the same guy so it's
0: even more creepy
1: like in the manga you can't really tell sort of but in the anime it was like obvious oh really like, oh obviously they're the same dude Duh.
0: but the cat luna the cat is also the tuxedo mask no we're talking Duh, about the, the, luna, boy. the cat. no we're talking about the cat right now
1: oh we're just talking about luna luna's a girl yeah
0: Luna's a girl. Oh, see, that's Luna my fault. I said, Luna, I, that's my fault. All right. Sorry.
1: Artemis we'll, is the boy cat.
0: We'll, oh, okay. I looped around. All right. I see, this is why I need you. Okay. No, we'll come back to it. We'll come. No, I, I felt like, right, the, the boy on the bus uh, um, and, and the tuxedo guy, we could tell that was the same guy for sure. Mm-hmm. But in the, in the cat, I was curious about the cat. Like who, why is the cat, um, Is he a liaison between the moon world and this world and and is he sent to just kind of my favorite thing that he does or she does excuse me i keep seeing that's my fault um luna types and um luna's like a hacker on the computer so this is like written in 92 when the the internet (laughs) was really just a baby and Mm -hmm. and and to have the forethought like for her the the creator to think I'm going to have a cat, like, not only can you get all this details from the computer, from the internet, um, there was barely in existence, but that a cat could do it, and, and to watch her type, it was hysterical, like, every time I saw, like, everybody's asleep at night, and Luna's up, like, hacking into the computers, it was absurd, so, uh, but I kind of loved it, it was a great way to learn information, so, um, what's up with Luna, like, what's Luna's deal, like, why does she, why is she the liaison between the uh-huh. moon world and the earth world?
1: Luna is—it's a little hard to explain, especially because to find her and Artemis's backstory, you have to go really far into the manga. Oh, of okay. What's so going
0: it's on. so it's supposed to just be a mystery early on.
1: Yeah, early on is supposed to be a mystery, but Luna is basically Sailor Moon's guardian. Okay. And Luna even was at the Moon Kingdom. She was basically the protector, the wise one of Princess Serenity and Queen Serenity. That is what she did. Luna and Artemis are technically in cat form. There is a few times where they become human. That's really interesting if you watch some of the movies. Nice. (laughs) But they're actually from a whole other planet. They are not from Earth. They are not from the moon. They are from their own planet
0: wow that's fascinating so so that explain i mean th- to me, that shows such forethought from you know you can always tell when a story is well written when something that is an issue like Luna shows up like on page like four of this series and to and to know that to have that plotted out that's so brilliant that is such an amazing thing to do to say here's the story about a 14 year old girl and a cat who talks oh by the way the cat I know on page four that this cat's going to have this long story arc that's pretty fascinating and 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 so because of that do you find and again I've only read this first part that for people who are going to like listen to this and be like oh shit I need to read Sailor Moon I had no idea I didn't even know it was a manga I thought it was only the show or it was only a movie um do you you kind of have to read it in order, right? Can you you couldn't just pick up volume five and know what the hell's going on, or or does does she do a good enough job like filling you in as you go along?
1: I would say probably not. I mean, since I grew up with it and everything, of course, I'm just like yeah, whatever. Yeah. But if you're a first time reader, I would read them in order because each one, especially one through six each one introduces a new sailor scout. So if you were to like read one and then skip ahead to like five, you'd be like, well, where did these people come where, from? Who are
0: these other people? Yeah.
1: Like it does explain it in the intro, in the beginning of each one, but then you're still kind of like, well, where did they come from? Like what happened? How did they get there? How did they meet? Cause it only explains a tiny little blurb. So yeah, it doesn't explain yeah. everything.
0: Right. That's all. I, I just think that's really <laughs> thoughtful. And to know, cause that she, she wrote what 60 60 chapter, 60 volumes, not volumes, but 60 acts, I think they're called, act one, act two, act three. So she wrote Mm -hmm. the original run by the original writer and artist was 60-ish, 60 acts long. And that is amazing to, to, I mean, like, you know, we think about in this country, you know, Neil Gaiman, the king, um, he, he, Sandman, he plotted that out from the beginning. And you had, you know, from, from chapter one, all the way to the end, it was all tied together. But this was done, you know, this this was happening everywhere else, too. And I just think that's so, I had no idea that it was done that way. And it's, that is so cool. What a oh, great yeah. idea. Yeah.
1: Mangas are definitely done differently. They have specific chapters. Like, we first start with Sailor Moon. And then we go into stuff like Sailor Moon Super, Sailor Moon Super S, Sailor Moon Stars. And they're a whole new set of villains, a whole new... Uh, transformations, we find out more information. Like the scouts are actually princesses of their own planets.
0: Right, because they're named after Sailor Moon. And, and so the people we meet in this first six are Sailor Moon, Sailor Mars, Sailor Jupiter, mm-hmm. and um, who else? Sailor Mercury. Those are the four that we meet in this first one, these first six issues. Mm-hmm. And then there's the villainous Queen Beryl. Yep. Um, who wants them dead for some reason. And she's got a bootlicking and toady called Jedi who keeps getting his ass kicked by the sailors, which I love. Um, I, and we'll talk about all of that as we go. So, so is Sailor Moon your favorite? Like as, you, as these were unfolded, like it's named after Sailor Moon because she's, you know, if Luna's, Luna's powerful and the, for whatever reason he tells her, he whispers to her, she whispers to her at one time, like you're supposed to be the leader of these other, of the Sailor Scouts. Um, yep. Is Sailor Moon your favorite? Or did you find like, because you're, you know, you're an academic, did you find that you kind of leaned more towards Sailor Mars, who's the super smarty pants one? Did you like start to like, you know, when you think <laughs> about the turtles, like when Damien and I talk turtles, like Damien's like, oh, Michelangelo's is my favorite. And when, you know, you get to know Damien, you're like, of course, Michelangelo is your favorite. You're like so full of energy and you're like, wahoo. And like my favorites always Donatello because I would like, I just want to sit over here and read the, I'm going to read this over here and then I'll tell you my thoughts later. So, um, I, like me personally reading this for the first time, I was like, oh, I kind of like Sailor Mars is super cool. Cause you know, she's the one who's like, let's calm down. <laughs> let's think it through. So, or Sailor Mercury, I mean, so what did you think, um, about that as you, as you attack? did you ad- did you always love Sailor Moon best? Or what do you think about the fact that these different Sailor Scouts have different personalities and they're all just not the same person?
1: I was going to say, Amy Chan's the smart one, not Sailor Mars. Yep, sorry, I right. was—I looked at my <laughs> notes the wrong way.
0: Yep, nope, it's Amy. Yep, it's she's Sailor Mercury. Yeah, sorry about that.
1: Um, I would say as a kid, I was more drawn to Sailor Moon. Like, I loved the leader. She was the best. She always had the better costume. <laughs> But as I grew older, I found myself kind of like all of them. I'm like, well, I'm nerdy and smart, like Amy Chan. I'm like, but I can be hot-headed and kick-ass, like Sailor Jupiter. I'm into fire, like Sailor Mars. So it's like, I never really gravitated to just one since then, but. It's probably always going to be Sailor Moon is my favorite.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, she's the lead, right? She's the star. It's it, That's for sure. Well, I, I, and so I do, but, you know, that's really thoughtful what you just said, how it's, um, they are kind of like, uh, you know, they're they all different personalities. And, and what you learn is, of course, that they all need to work together to, to do whatever it is they're doing that while in the very first one, um, the plots are kind of similar, the way that the structure I noticed is, so for each act, it's. Um, Usagi being a 14-year-old girl. Although in the very first one, it says she's 13 and then she's 14 in the second one. And, and I don't know if that was just like a an editorial decision or if we missed her birthday or I don't know. I just, I, I went yep, back and looked. It was booked. her birthday. It was her birthday. Oh, okay.
1: Her birthday is in June.
0: So, so she just turns 14 when this starts. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so you meet her and it's like things kind of happen in her real life that are um, being... Uh, manipulated by these villains, by Jedi and Queen Beryl. And then at the very end, like the last 10 pages of each issue, she turns into Sailor Moon and is a badass and she kicks everybody's ass. And then it's the end. Um, Basically. Is that, is, that, that's, is that always the way that it is? Throughout the um, entire series? Or does that change? It is like, not. It is not, okay.
1: It is just the few beginning ones when we're starting to meet all the scouts and everything, it has a certain structure to it, but as you get farther on, then that we meet everybody, we find out all the backstories, we find out everything that's going on, then it becomes different.
0: Then you can just jump right into the action every time.
1: Sometimes, not all the time.
0: Yeah, because so how much of of her and I'm sorry, like I said, I was fascinated by reading this. I just said, and I think I said to you in our Slack before we started, I'm like, this is bananas. Like, I can't, I couldn't stop when I was reading it. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Oh, my God. And then, I by the way, by the way, this, I actually wrote this right in my notes. And this is in the, the most recent, the one that, you know, the one that I could find. In issue five, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, Sailor Moon says fuck. And I was like, I, I was like, no, she didn't. No, what? it's like nah, no she didn't what? Like, and, it was, and again I'm not, I'm not approved by any stretch of the imagination I swear all the time I you know use fuck as a comma but I'm struggling with that like in that English translation and I'm just curious is that only in this new translation is that something that was done to kind of like put the edge or was that always in the original Tokyo Pop
1: it so was swear? not in the original Tokyo Pop like I have a few of them and I've never seen it yeah, and of course it wasn't in the anime either. So I'm like, where did this come from? Yeah. Like,
0: I th- found that really strange because um, it, it that just doesn't feel true to her character. And I and I and I wonder, um, you know, do you speak any Japanese or can you read any Japanese at all? Have you ever seen the original like?
2: At- mm.
1: I can sing it? Oh, nice. And <laughs> That's I know a few words. Okay. Like I can say hi and stuff, but other than that, yeah. nah, yeah. not very much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just curious, you know, and I didn't do enough research on it to find out if that was something if if in the original Japanese that was in there or, or what. What the original creator would have said, knowing that I just, you know, because we always know with a translation, you know, one of my all time favorite books is, you know, Don Quixote, the very first novel. I've read different translations of it because it's in Spanish and I don't speak Spanish. I've only ever read English translations and they're always slightly different. And so obviously that was an editorial decision. And I was like, it felt really like it was so jarring. Like I sat up, you know, I was like, just kind of like reading it. I've got the digital edition and I'm just kind of reading it. And I was like,
2: what? Like, what's that? Mean? You just said-
0: yeah, it really felt out of place, and I just, I didn't, I just wondered if that was something that, that you, I mean,
1: that, it could be in the original Japanese version, but I don't have it, Yeah, so I wouldn't know, but I'm like, it doesn't surprise me at the same time, because I'm like, well, look at all the differences we have in Pokemon compared to the original Japanese version. I mean, yeah. Ash and Misty kind of have a whole sex scene thing going on, so. Yeah. <laughs> Well,
0: actually, I'll use that as my, as my transition to this question that I wanted to ask. So, again, knowing nothing about Sailor Moon other than, like, I know she exists because I live in the world. It's like, I don't know how you can live in the world and not be aware of Sailor Moon. Even, even just to recognize her, I was like, who's that? So, and when I started reading this, I will be honest, I didn't know she was 14 years old. And um, there's, there's a – and then you tell me that, that – um, the tuxedo mask is 18 and I thought he was 16 because again, it was kind of vague in this beginning and he's kind of a creeper and there's, she has some swoony fantasies about him that you, in this, in this that you can't tell whether they're real or not. Um, it feels like it's real. There's like a Cinderella scene where she goes to the masquerade hall. Mm-hmm. and okay. So her power is to shape shift. So she shapeshifts into an. Um, more adult version of herself. Her face is the same, but her body is, she's taller and she's, you know, a woman instead of a girl. And so Mm -hmm. she dances with him and, you know, there's kissy face and whatever. And, and I'm like, okay, well, she thinks he's super dreamy. And so that's what happened. He doesn't know she's a 14 year old girl, but it seems like he does know that it's her. And what I noticed is this weird, and there's even in a bare naked lady song, there's a line about um, anime babes that make me think the wrong thing. And they talk about Sailor Moon in that song. And again, not knowing anything about it. So I just always assumed Sailor Moon was like an adult. So what are your thoughts like about that? Now you started reading it as a kid, so you probably didn't think about it. And it's one thing for a 14 year old boy to read this and think Sailor Moon's dreamy and be kind of in love with Sailor Moon and then grow up and still have an affinity for Sailor Moon. But it feels like there's like a a weird, overly sexualized thing that's happening with these Sailor characters where like, Adult men are over sexualizing 14 year old girls, not because they grew up reading Sailor Moon, but because they think Sailor Moon's hot, which is just super weird to me. So, as somebody who's been reading it your whole life and growing up with it, can you talk me through that a little bit? Because I, you know, I really truly, as soon as I started reading it and found out she was 14, I was like, what is going on?
1: Yeah. Um, When you kind of look at it, the Japanese are very much different than Americans when it comes to that sort of thing. They're much more open over there about sexualizing things and even sexual tendencies than we are. They're so much less prude than we are. But with her being 14 and him being 18, I'm assuming they just kind of don't look at the ages. But like when you even notice in the anime... During their transformation scenes, you know they're kind of naked, sort of, and it's like, well, of course, it's going to turn any teenage guy on. Like, I think it, that's more what it was for to try and get guys to watch it too, not just girls. So, so, so when they,
0: so when they transform from in the cartoons when they transform from being fourteen-year-old Sailor Moon to say, like, from Usagi, or what'd you say her name is Serena, to mm-hmm. Sailor Moon. Like, because in this, it's not always a physical transformation. Sometimes she just spins around and she looks like Sailor V, the video game character, and she looks just like herself. She's still a 14 year old. She's still in her 14 year old body, but just has super awesome tiara, boomerang tiara. But um, mm-hmm. then sometimes she, you know, like the one time she turned herself into an a doctor. So, of course, she can't look like a 14 year old. She has to look like an adult. So, she turns herself into a doctor. Um, but you're saying in the cartoon, she always transforms into an adult every time she becomes Sailor Moon?
1: Yep. They always look more adult. I mean, it's when you really look at it as an older adult, you really don't see the difference. Mm. But because they're wearing less clothes, you can kind of see more of the difference rather than, you know, their long skirts and everything else. So it's like I they're guess wearing more, the same
0: the same clothes, but they're taller, so now the skirt's shorter. Is that what happens?
1: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like you know you actually see more of their body form, and I think that's more what it is.
0: Okay, all right. And what do you? So what do you think about that? As somebody who grew up with it, obviously you didn't. You weren't. You were just thinking like, oh my god, Sailor Moon, she's so awesome. Um, and then when you get, when you, you know, you're now you're an adult woman, and and you do you have a problem with the way that that like teenage boys and adult men overly sexualized sailor moon or because you know that she's a 14 year old i'm assuming she doesn't age she's like the simpsons she just stays the same age the whole time
1: um no she does get a little older each time not by much but
0: okay so what are your thoughts on that just as a you know obviously i have i have four daughters so i'm coming at it from the perspective like listen up creeps um but but you know what what is your thought as a woman what do you think about that or is that is that not something you really thought about because you're just like eh
1: back then now like none of us even thought about that or like even took any sort of of that into account we were just like yay sailor moon right which is what the
0: idea was i think originally right that's what it was about but then
1: pretty much and like empowering women like you know getting girls to stand up for themselves and that kind of thing
0: yeah which is what i think it is and so that's why i was really surprised because again coming in with this completely Um, You know, I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep checking it out because I'm really I'm really fascinating to see where it goes because I had no idea about that because I always just thought it's like, it's a weird because I know what you're saying about the the culture thing um, where yes, I know that there is a, a like Trixie and Speed Racer. She's an adult, you know, Trixie and Speed Racer is not a girl. She's an adult, but she was always drawn in the comics and in the anime, you know, to be like she had her skirt barely covered any part of her, you know, her purple thing that she had on and it was like barely clinging to her. So I always know that that's something that is done in, in anime and manga that, that women are sometimes over. But I always thought, well, she's an adult. So I just assumed they were. So I was kind of taken aback, but but s- spending the time reading it and thinking, what you just said, I mean, this is really an empowering story. It's really like saying, um, it is for girls to read. And I would assume that her intent by having boys read it to say, Hey, boys, girls can be badasses too. Not basically. Yeah. Do you know how, how much did she have to do? Like I, I'll have to do some research and I should have before we got on. Um, like what has, was there ever any backlash? Like, did she think, uh, what did she think of the anime? I mean, she made a lot of money off of it, obviously. But did she feel like that was a misrepresentation? Because, you know, you see that sometimes. I was actually just reading an article about Breddy um, Sinellis and his American Psycho movie and how the problems he had with American Psycho. Um, even though that made him a ton of money. And, you know, it made American Psycho sell even more books. So, but he didn't really like the movie. So do you know what her thoughts were on it? On the anime? Um,
1: she actually had a hand in it. Oh, really? Okay. But she also didn't like it at the same time because it didn't follow the manga exactly which was a common problem back then in the 90s and early 2000s like it even happened with Fruits Basket like it did not follow the mangas exactly and the creator wasn't happy about that but when I look through the original manga and then I rewatch the first episode I'm like well yeah it actually there's a lot that coincide not everything but most stuff and so I think that was one of the main reasons why they did the reboot was because they wanted to follow the manga more they wanted to update uh the animation and everything even though I'm a stickler I like the old animation better (laughs) yeah why is that I think there's something more to hand-drawn um animation other than like the CGI computerized stuff. I mean, yeah, it looks good, but there's just something about the old version that just looked a lot better.
0: Well and it feels more like a book. It feels like the comic. It feels like, um, especially with this style of animation, the style of her art style is amazing. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. that she wrote this and drew it, and we'll talk about the art in a second here, but um, you know, I, I agree. I think that that like again, like I said, I watched the original Speed Racer stuff and that was all hand drawn and 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 I think um, it, it had the feel of a comic book come to life as opposed to, like you said, like, do I need it to be all three-dimensional and look like it's coming out at me? These are comic book characters. They should look there.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, it, sometimes it's blocky and it's just, I don't know, you're just not drawn to it as much as you are the hand-drawn stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's talk about the art and then we'll, we'll, you know, I still have, I still have, I like, We're not going to get to all my questions, so I'll have to make you come back and talk more Sailor Moon in another episode. (laughs) Um, Because really, it is, I am fascinated by it, like more than, because I just was blown away. I had no idea that this is what it was. Um, So I'm super glad you recommended this. I wouldn't have read it otherwise, because I just, I always thought, oh, it's that. Um, And I was wrong. So I love being wrong, so I can learn something new. So uh, let's talk about the art style. It is, um, now, the version that I read was um, not all in color. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the, the page the some of the intro pages there's a few colors pl- splash pages but it feels really colorful like you can tell the difference between the sailors it's not like um, oh yeah yeah so what do you think of the art style of what she did in the and the way that it comes off the page um, the one kid I can't think of his name who's like Sailor Moon's friend or who's Usagi's friend at school who's like his her super smart little sidekick his eyes are always oh, scrolling yes. around because he's always like goggling it because he's obviously in love with her <laughs> and I thought what a funny way to show that instead of like drawing hearts or whatever his eyes are always spinning every time he's talking to her. I thought that was hysterical. But um oh, he's so what, goofy. what are your thoughts on on the way that it is drawn? Was that like as a kid and then now as an adult who reads like you said, you read Watchmen and you read Sin City and so you, like this is this and Frank Miller are at opposite ends of the spectrum. But it's this is really lovely in a lot of ways and it's it's really appealing. So so what is it about the art that you like?
1: um the new version obviously has a few of the color pages yeah. um the original did not oh it, it has really no color pages. i didn't know that wow that's crazy it's interesting how you can look at the pages and see color even though you have no clue but i can also draw off of the anime so I can sort of imagine because of how well it does follow as a lot of people want to argue about that yeah (laughs) but just the way things are drawn you can see color and that's something not a lot of people can do and there's a lot to it especially her shading the way that she even draws like sparkles it's like you know, that's what they are. And even with Sailor Mercury and the bubbles that surround her when she transforms for the first time, it's like, you know, they're bubbles, even though it's in black and white. It's interesting. What I, it is,
0: what I love is there's, you can tell, so Sailor Moon um, Usagi's blonde, but she mm-hmm. has a friend who's clearly a redhead. Mm-hmm. And you look at it, and at no point do you be like, oh, yep, you look at it, and you're like, that girl's a redhead, obviously. But why is it obvious? It shouldn't be obvious, but it is it so well done? And then obviously the, uh, some of the other sailors, like the one has black hair, and you can just tell. And obviously with black hair, because she's using pencil, she can just make it black. Mm-hmm. But you can tell that it, it – it, I, I, I have no idea how she did it. this. And then to write it as well, the skill and the time and dedication, she must have just put her whole life into this. And it, I think it comes through really well. hmm now you had mentioned the, the words. So the version I read is, is oh, there's lots of talking. There's lots of word bubbles. Oh, yeah, and, That's and, tough. and those, and which is fine. You know, they're 14 year old girls. They should be chatty. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I feel like she really captures, um, what that is like, uh, to be a teenager, to be in middle school and to have that kind of manic energy. I think it comes right off the page. Um, I wonder, you said that some of that was updated. So was that a difference too? Was some of that updated from, was the original one less talky and more explaining across the top? Or was it just she let the art do the work and then she's gone back and added some dialogue?
1: It's pretty much the same.
0: It is, okay. Um.
1: Basically what was updated was a lot of the translation. Oh! It's like better japanese english translation and of course they included the japanese names instead of doing the americanized names and stuff like that they actually made it more of an updated manga i would say yeah of how people actually read it nowadays it's not because the original versions they were made for Americans. I mean, you didn't read it like a manga. You read it left, really. You
0: read it from the right, left.
1: Right. I didn't know. <laughs> yep, yeah, you actually read it like a normal American book. Wow. So the updated version actually makes it like a true manga.
0: Which I think is. I've read. Um, again, we were talking before. I'm a you know I'm a big Janeite, and I um, there's some uh, manga. I read a manga Pride and Prejudice and a manga Emma. And those, you know, I got, I got them um, digitally through a thing called NetGalley where they give you books to read and then you write reviews for them. And um, so the one I got, um, even the PDF read backwards. Like you had to, mm-hmm. like I had to like scroll to the bottom and then go down like that. So even in PDF form, it knew to, to like honor the, the way that it was originally written. So that's super weird that, that they didn't think what American audiences in 1980 or English, audio, English speakers in 1998 could handle it pretty much minds
1: would be blown (laughs)
2: it's so weird i
1: think my original copies of fruits basket are also that way huh and it wasn't until like recently that they started just basically just translating them and then you read it like an actual manga
0: yeah and i think that i and i feel like that you know and that the the that gives such a better texture to it and i think it, it's representative of just the culture more. I mean, that's obviously the idea. You know, the other thing about the art, and, um, and I always noticed this in Speed Racer, is this, they're Japanese, they have Japanese names, but they, um, the manga style to, to, you wouldn't necessarily recognize these as Japanese girls if they didn't have Japanese names. So what, what about that? Like, um, it isn't, like if I were, like I just read um, George Takei's memoir, right? And he's Japanese and he's drawn to look like a Japanese American um in manga in general the mangas i've read they aren't like this takes place clearly it takes place in japan but they look like american teenagers to me that's is that intentional what's the purpose behind that
1: um to me i think they look japanese oh really okay because i've read a bunch of different mangas who knows okay Okay. But I think it's more of like the dead giveaway because of their outfits and the background behind them. It's like, oh, obviously they're Japanese. They're in Japan because oh, they okay. have to wear uniforms.
0: Sure. I just think because the Moon's blonde. That's the thing. That's, you know, because I don't know any blonde Japanese people.
1: I actually never thought of it that way.
0: Yeah. So, so that that's is
1: the first time that's come to my attention. <laughs> oh.
0: Well, and I, so, and it's just the same thing with speed racer. You know, I always looked at speed racer and it's like, well that, you know, speed racer is supposed to be American. That's like a Japanese take on American motor, motor, you know, motor racing. Um, so I always, so, and again, that could be because that's my first manga. That's my first anime is speed racer. So I'm translating onto that where you came to sailor moon knowing what it was. So you've, imprint that's amazing so that'll be fascinating i hope if people are listening you'll you'll send us tweets because i'll link to your twitter at the end too and mm-hmm. tell us what you think about that because that is that is so cool i love i love when we don't I agree
1: i just like have watched anime for so long like i didn't really think about hair color because it's like so many of them have like are purple or just an outrageous color and it's like okay well this is just the norm for Japanese stuff. Sure. So it's like you don't really think about it that they don't really make their characters look like them per se. That's
0: awesome. They that's have their an,
1: own special style.
0: That's fantastic. What? That's so great. Now I. Now that makes me. Now when I read the volume two, um, I'll see it in a totally different way. That's awesome. I love that. Um, okay. So ultimately, this original storyline we just really are meeting characters. This is really just an origin story. So my question to you is again, without giving too much away. Um, how long is Queen Beryl around? Um, do we ever really find, I mean, she just seems to hate them and she wants their power um, and she's like just a mustache twirly villain. Does she ever, um, she seems pretty two-dimensional so far other than she's a baddie. Like as as we as we learn more about her, um, you know, I guess I bring that up is because she doesn't seem, su- I'm not worried about the Sailor Scouts. I feel like they're always going to beat her because she's so easy to beat. Um, mm-hmm. Is that, is that intentional? To, um, does she get more clever? Is she just there to essentially be the baddie that's easy to beat? You said it with like new when there's new after this initial initial sixty acts, then there's another villain and it's sailor stars, and so there's different villains to fight. Is Queen Beryl the villain for these first sixty acts?
1: um that is a. Good question. I know she goes on for a while, but I'm not sure exactly where it ends because I only have like the first few and I haven't been able to actually grab every single manga. Most of what I know from Future is through... Like the wiki pages, my Sailor Moon fan groups, and of course watching the anime over and sure. over again. <laughs> but I do know what happens to her. Yeah, and well, we
0: well out- tell me that. Yeah, because I'm gonna, I am definitely gonna keep reading. I was just curious about her as a villain, and and, and what do you think about that? Because like when you think of, uh, because this was for children, Sailor Moon was mm-hmm. for children. It isn't for so so it is pretty team everything. I
1: guess I <laughs> what's that? Like, yes and no. There, there's a lot of adult elements in it that it's like, oh, well, that is clearly not for children.
0: Yeah. Do you do you think that there's um that there's uh, um is that but they're subtle. It's kind of like when you watch any cartoon, you know, there's always something in the background that's for adults, or do you think it was this was designed to be a bridge for adolescents to move into adulthood? Sailor Moon is your guide.
1: It goes both ways. Yeah? There's some stuff where it's, like, not in your face, just kind of in the background. And then there's other stuff where it's like, whoa, did y'all just really do that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, to me, that was when Sailor Moon said, fuck. I was like, that was what, like, kind of was like, wait, what? And again, not that kids don't hear that. Not that I didn't say it when I was 14. But it just seemed out of place. And so it, it is an interesting thought that you know is which which one is this and that's why i just figured that was a translation issue more than that would have been something she would have put in the original mm-hmm. um, but at
1: that age you know you don't really think about it it's kind of like all the disney windows that were in our face and yeah. then we don't really realize it till we're adults and we're like did we just watch that <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure no that's totally true and i think that there's a lot I, I you know i like the idea that and it's good to know that she does grow up a little not a ton but she does grow up a little because i think it is important Um, And that's the one thing about, you know, that I like about the Simpsons and that, you know, um, Matt and I were just talking, Matt Lloyd and I were just talking about Archie, how Archie's, they don't get older. Um, The times around the the Archie gang change, like they adapt with the time, but they stay the same age. And so they're always like teenagers of the era. Um, And the Simpsons are kind of the same way. And there's something beautiful about that, because you can get a reflection of who the kids are. But that doesn't, that also is holding you in childhood, where This is, it's, I like that she's in eighth grade. While I don't like that, that tuxedo mask is, is so much older than her. Oh
1: yeah. He goes to college.
0: (laughs) Struggle with that. Um, what I like is that that is such a rough time for all kids, whether you're a boy or a Mm -hmm. girl, like eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade. I mean, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, you might as well just be in a zoo instead of in school. You're not learning anything. You're a mess. And I think, that's why at Sailor Moon, why Usagi is such a it's such a relatable character, because we've all been easily distracted when you're a hormonal fourteen year old. She clearly mm-hmm. thinks boys are dreamy. She she wants to be Sailor V. So she plays the video game. Um, she's failing English. She's bad at. She's not dumb. She just is so distracted. And I think oh, yeah. it's I think it's such a cool way that you can see yourself in there as a as a middle schooler, and then when she becomes Sailor Moon, and she has to take on this responsibility, she accepts it, and it's such a cool message to say, hey, you can be both things, you can still be silly and fun, but when the time comes to grow up, you can take a step into this world, but then you're welcome back into your childhood, Mm -hmm. like, she doesn't become Sailor Moon, and then stay Sailor Moon, she's still a 14-year-old in the brain, inside the body of an adult Sailor Moon. Yeah that's such a cool message. And you felt that when you read it, like you, that was part of the, the like of her is like you said, that ability to be in both worlds at the same time.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And just how empowering she was for you at that age. It's like, okay, I can be this kind of strong person. Like it's okay to be different, especially with all the different sailor scouts, especially when you watch movies like Sailor Moon R Sailor Moon S, like there's a lot of different lessons in there for even teenage boys, teenage girls. Like you can take a lot of different lessons out of there about family and friendship and a whole bunch of different things that you wouldn't even think about.
0: Yeah, and I, I was not surprised. I was really surprised. Again, I keep saying that because I will have to go back and listen to say how many times I was shocked, but I'll leave them all in because <laughs> I was. Um, What a character sketch it is. Again, I really just based on the periphery thinking I knew what it was um, and the, what you told us about your story and how comic books literally saved your life. And, and these are, this is like a really thoughtful character sketch of what it's like to be somebody. And, and all the different, the different sailor scouts have unique personalities. There's the smart one. There's the clever, you know, there's the angry one. There's the, you know, the, the one, which is the one that they all think is the prettiest one. Although it's hard for me to, you know, I'm like, they all kind of look the same with different hair, but it's funny, like to them, to them, you know, cause they're, cause they're all, you know, you look at them and other than their hair color and maybe their outfits a little different, they're like, you guys are all look like 14 year old girls, but to them, they think the one is the prettiest one and whatever. And I think that's super clever, but the, but the deep character analysis that that goes on in this, there. you the the way that she's capturing all these different personalities and all the angst I was not expecting that I really thought it was just going to be like I didn't know what I was getting into I really didn't know how how thoughtful it was so um really if you you only got
1: got through the first six and oh well
0: it's just crazy because um to think that that she could pack all that in there and it's the first six is maybe what 180 pages. It's not. And the pages are, you know, there's a lot of words, but sometimes there's only a couple of panels on the page and the way her layouts are really cool. Um, she'll do like not a full splash page, but kind of like the bottom half of the page. There's just one big panel and then there'll be two small panels at the top where she does these really long skinny panels where you have mm-hmm. to read from top to bottom. And so she packs a lot in there and there's a lot to see. And I suspect if I went back and I looked at these first six again, I'd see a bunch of stuff I missed. Um,
1: oh yeah. It's Cause the, I think how we need to explain it is there's six acts in one book. Right. That's right. It's not six different books. It's, I think each one has six. I'm about to look because they're right here in front of me. Nice.
0: I think that's right. And yeah, because that's, that's what, um, yeah, so each book is about 180, 200 pages. Um, with yeah, six, we don't want
1: people six. believing that we read six books. <laughs> right. Yeah, we didn't
0: read. Yeah, we didn't read 1,800 pages. Yeah, we read, or 1,200 pages. We read, we read 200. Um, but it was, I mean, I'm, I, you know, like I said, I keep going back and forth. But now that I'm talking to you. Uh, I'm definitely want to keep reading because I feel like there's 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 such a depth there uh, that I wasn't expecting, and so I think anybody who thinks they know anything about Sailor Moon, um, they should read this. And it sounds oh, yeah, like definitely. some of the anime is pretty similar, but really, this is where the character because in a two-hour anime or in a you know if it's a show a half an hour, you can only get so much in. Oh yeah. and, and I think with her art style, there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background. The way that their, the eyes move. Like I said, the one boy who's clearly in love with Usagi, his eyes are always swirling around. And then there's a scene later where that happens to Usagi. Her eyes get all swirly. So just the way mm-hmm. that she portrays emotion, they just feel like real kids.
1: It's a, oh, it's, it's hilarious. Like that's his glasses. That's his actual glasses that look like that. So <laughs> that's amazing. When that happens, she's like legit dizzy. So it's yeah. like... Kind of a thing where you think um, he's ditzy. His American name is Melvin. Hilarious.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> nice.
1: But yep, there is about five to six acts per book. I think there is 10 books.
0: Yeah, I think I have- it said there were 60. Her original run was 60 acts, is what I read. Yep. And she plotted it all out. I mean, seriously, it, it is such excellent writing. And. Um, to, to think that through, like you told me about what happens with Luna later down the line, the secret stuff we don 't know about tuxedo mass, tuxedo came in later down the line, so it's really well structured and it, it and I would just say to anybody like seriously, take the time, find some sailor Moon, start at the beginning, and these these are like real true kids, and if you had kids, um, there's a lot to learn about your own kids, I think in here it's really fascinating um. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, seriously, I think I could ask you a thousand more questions. I've got more here, but um, (laughs) we've been an hour and and, and this way I'll get you to come back and we'll talk more Sailor Moon. And you've already said, I'm going to try to put together a uh, Sin City round table of like four or five people. So you're, you're on the hook for that. Um, So that'll be
1: definitely need to read it in order because my first time I read the original first book, and then I moved on to Sailor Moon Star's first book. And I'm like, whoa, what just happened? Oh, Where it was a totally, oh, no oh, a totally different
0: series. Oh, no way. It a
1: totally different series. We go into more scouts, a bigger baddie, like, it's like boss levels. The they just keep getting worse <laughs> and worse. And then there's all these new Sailor Scouts where it's like, Where did you come from
0: there's only four in this?
1: Oh wow. Well and that's so I think... far. You haven't met the outer scouts yet. Oh
0: there's 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 gonna be more. Nice in volume yep, two. There
1: is a scout for each planet. Oh, hokey smokes. Okay.
0: And there's so there's this there's one for Earth?
1: There is technically that's, not one for
0: Earth. That's Sailor Moon. She's cause it's the Earth's moon.
1: So i don't know if i want to give it okay away. i don't give it away all right cool.
0: nice well i mean seriously it was um it was definitely fascinating and we'll talk down the line but like i said so um whether we do next time you come on it will either be talking more sailor moon or it'll be for me trying to get that sin city roundtable. um mm-hmm. that'll be great so um the final question i always ask anybody before you get to tell everybody how we can find you on the internet is um, if, and I think we've kind of alluded to it here, but I wonder if there's a particular person. Um, so if you had to give, if you've got you've got this first volume, the first six acts of Sailor Moon, you're going to hand it to somebody. Um, who do you hand it to? Whether it's a person you want to name or a type of person who you think would benefit from reading these, like they know nothing about Sailor Moon, like me, they know nothing. They are coming in cold. Who would you give it to and why?
1: I would say I'd probably give it to someone who is into pop culture, someone, like, or someone who feels like an outcast, someone who feels like they're into things that the popular kids aren't into, or they like different cultures, just a person who doesn't like to go with the flow. Be like, here, read this. You're going to enjoy it. I promise.
0: (laughs) seriously i mean i enjoyed it more than more than i could for different reasons you know i like i like comics i mean there's i don't know there's very few comics that i don't like you know if it's if it's done well i mean there's some crap out there of course but
2: i like comics for the i
0: like comics for the most for the most cases i like them i was really Mm -hmm. genuinely surprised because i didn't know what i was getting and now that i know i just like keep i keep thinking like well, i don't even understand this and and um to do such a deep character sketch of teenage girls is, is crazy. So to me, I would say, you know, like, Hey, if you know teen, you know, I would hand this to 13, 14 year old girls and be like, here you go. This is, this is a nice mirror. And it's also, um, hopeful. And it's, and it's showing that, you know, cause the four sailor scouts we meet in this first six issues aren't friends at first. They're, they're not yeah. necessarily adversarial, but Amy, um, Is her American name Amy too? Yep. They just kept that the same. They spelled it with a Y instead of an I. Um, Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Amy is because she's a genius. She's the smartest girl in school and Sailor or in Usagi, while she's not dumb, she's willfully ignorant. She's lazy and she doesn't do her homework. So she finds Amy threatening. um, But then when she becomes Sailor Mercury, who again, I liked her because I get it. I'm like, not that I have a high IQ, but I just like somebody who Likes books and stuff, and likes to be the studious one. That's always my favorite Ooh. in a group. Is you know, like Velma was my favorite, right? At Scooby Doo, I liked Velma. Um,
1: cause I was a Daphne girl. You were a Daphne. Okay? <laughs> I was Daphne. That's fair.
0: I love you know. I, um, so it's it's just kind of like you you're drawn to certain kinds of people. Um, but I think but but they're adversaries at first, but then they realize they have more in common than they have that are differences, and of course they work together. So
1: it's such a oh yeah, it's typical. School- teenage stuff where it's like you have this idea of someone and then you find out they're not even actually like that
2: ah
0: that's that is perfectly said that is and and that is so for for this being like a bananas they're they're their moon they're planet princesses and there's an evil queen barrel and she wants to capture them and there's a talking computer hacking cat to say all that sounds absurd but then when you read it you're like man this is a really like
1: this is awesome
2: (laughs)
0: <laughs> it really is really thoughtful and touching. So yeah, I think anybody in middle school, boys and girls should read this and be like, oh, I think your, your recommendation to give it to outsiders to be like, hey, you'll find your tribe. And they may not be who you think they are because there's no way that Usagi thought she and Amy would be friends.
1: Oh yeah, definitely not.
0: You know, and it doesn't always take a mystical talking cat and, you know, glowing amulets to make you friends. It shouldn't let it be to that extreme. So, so good. Well, I cannot thank you enough for picking this book. I I would never have read it if you hadn't. And, and uh, I am, I am a better person for having read it and for having this conversation with you. So tell everybody um, where the, where they can find you. Um, I'll put links in the show notes, of course, to all of it, but tell everybody where in the world they can find everything about Shana Lucas.
1: Well, that, that's an interesting thing because I am also a cosplayer. So I have a separate Instagram and Twitter handle for that because Secret Tidbit, we do it like WWE because I am in Game of Honor. Okay. So technically I'm not supposed to break kayfabe. So those two are my, you know, fake. I don't want to say fake. But can you ta- can I cosplay. link to
0: them or do you not want me to link to them?
1: Oh yeah, we can like okay. all of them.
0: Okay, what are those?
1: So my cosplayer ones are, my Instagram is Miss Scarlet Con. Same with my Twitter. They're both okay. the same. And then my actual one for like DC Comics News, my writer, all that stuff. My Twitter is at Joker Girl. It's spelled G-R-L instead. And my Instagram is Joker Girl with a U. Oh, nine. Okay. So that is where you can find me most of the time.
0: Nice. And I'll put a link to your writer page on DCN. So people can just link right to your, to your page. And then they can totally. read all the, all the news stories that you do there. And do you, so you're a writer though. Do you have other stuff? Um, your website's on your Twitter handle. Do you want me to link to that too? Cause you've got a short story or a, a, something you had published there. Is on your Wix page.
1: That's true. I do. I have to actually look at that Wix page because I'm not sure if it's still up and running because I know they were doing some weird things where stuff was getting taken down. So I have to watch that, but you can link to it. I'll look at it and fix it.
0: Okay, sweet. Yeah, just because I know you, you know, because like uh, I've got on my webpage, um, I've got like links to short, you know, short story I had published and just other things. I do a couple songs I wrote that are on a guy's Mm -hmm. album. So, you know. I just want people to find you and, and appreciate all the cool... Because you, you do more than just comic stuff. You, so when you oh, cos, cosplay, who are you? Miss Scarlet?
1: Yep, Miss Scarlet Con. Nice. That is a very hilarious name they all thought up. There's. A where, do that. Where, do you,
0: where do you go? Where do you go? Where do you perform?
1: It depends. Um, a few years ago, I went to Keystone Comic Con. Um, recently, the most recent con I went to was the York PA Comic Con, which was local for me. I was the featured cosplayer and I helped judge the cosplay contest with the voice of Courage the Cowardly Dog and two of the village people. So that was interesting.
0: That's amazing. That's And the creator
1: of Shaun of the Dead, I think it was. Edgar Wright. That sounds familiar. Wow. I love it. It was a, a little bit ago. So it's a little fun. That's amazing. <laughs>
0: nice. Fantastic. That's so cool. Well, that's fun. So, yeah, well, I'll link to both as long as, as long as it's okay to not be, you know, it's not too secret.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. You can watch my stuff on Game of Honor. You can look at my cosplay stuff. Nice. You Whatever, know, guys.
0: That's fantastic. Well, I will link to I all like of it. I like fans. Yeah, well, and hopefully this will bring you some. I really appreciate it. I can't, I can't tell you enough how much fun this was. So, thanks, everybody, for listening. So, you can follow me on Twitter at Tricycle Bloombox and my webpage is arfarina.com. You can find me there. You can send me emails there. Um, you know, go ahead and rate all of the shows and Comics in Motion. There's four shows now. So it's me and it's Mike doing Star Wars and Max doing mandatory Marvel in DC and Chris and Dave, of course, doing the movies. So rank, you know, give us a rating and that helps us get out and grow the show. So more people will hear Shana's and my amazing conversation and uh, they'll find her too. So thanks everybody. And I will see you next time. Quinn, What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Gogur. And we've gone completely off the rails.
2: I hear the bat signal.
0: Shut up and battle will I definitely do not fuck that In need of an adult-sized
2: nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer.
0: You can't fuck with Lois Lane. For fuck's
2: sake.
1: I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers.
2: Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast.